0: Hi readers, I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. This week, we're reading The Elf Tangent by Lindsay
1: Burker, otherwise known as Scary Gumby. (laughs)
0: starting <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess i get to open this episode um well i i want to open this episode with a plug for another book because we just <laughs> finished the stardust thief um however i read a book called this woven kingdom by i'm going to mutilate this author's name yeah harry Mafi. maffy it was phenomenal it also has gin elements in it it's got it's based on Persian mythology, Persian folklore. It was so good. It was like a, it was what my brain needed to recover from the start of the <laughs> And I think, <laughs> I think Katie read it a while ago, long before I did. I
1: did. Is this the one that has the um, firebird in it or like some kind of bird thing? Oh, there's a
0: firefly aspect to it fire okay then you're, i don't think that's the thing i'm thinking <laughs> of
1: maybe that's uh what's the other one it's like a burn the flame or something oh uh, i know i yeah. think I know what you're talking about and then there's also the other one uh, brass kingdom i think there's like a bunch of them that all yeah. came out at the same time
0: they're i mean it's so interesting cuz it's a departure from what we're used to reading um, yeah so yeah. yeah check out if you were with us on your review of the Stardust Thief. you need something to <laughs> stay in the genre, keep some of the same elements, check out This Woven Kingdom. Definitely. And the sequel, I think, just recently published as well.
1: Yeah. I think it came up on my, like, uh, Kindle and, like, Goodreads. You should read this next.
0: Anyway, yeah. uh, back to the
1: real purpose of this episode. Yes. Yeah. The Elf Tangent. It's by Lindsay oh, Berker, dear. because you can never say your last name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can never say your last name. And I was... I was extremely hopeful about this book. Um, <laughs> last episode, um, Katie Katie did the majority of the um, <laughs> review slash synopsis for this book for yeah. a couple reasons. That
1: should uh, um, tell you everything you need to know about Jordan's thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll restrain myself <laughs> it for now. That's wait fair. till we get to part three, and that's where I get to take over.
1: Oh God. That's kind of terrifying. I'm scared. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, and also just like a little, uh, not a caveat, but like a warning. Um, I'm traveling for work right now. So if the audio is wonky or like the timing between me and Jordan is wonky, like it will eventually get better in several episodes down the road.
0: (laughs) I I won't say how long it's taken us to figure out how to do this remote recording piece that we're doing right now. Uh, but it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, but w- we found a solution. We hope it sounds great to you all. Um, but if it doesn't, it will get better. We promise. Hopefully. Because
1: <laughs> that was a, uh, <laughs> you know, starting at three hour uh, minimum to try to figure this out. So yeah, we're both you hopeful. Know, we, yeah. <laughs> We're dividing the elf tangent into three chunks. And so this, you know, first chunk part one is going to be from chapter one to chapter 13, if you want to read along with us. So if you want to like pause right now, get to that point and then come back, um, that's totally good. And then part two will start at chapter 14, because I feel like that's always kind of confusing. It's like, am I reading chapter 13 or like, are they stopping when it like gets to chapter 13? Um, That could just be me because I'm like you know, filled with anxiety, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just for, um, anyone listening. So, um, the elf tangent immediately starts out with this sort of kind of like off the wall introduction to our main character, um, our main heroine. Her name's Princess Aldari Nayyirith. Is that Aldari? Is that how you, you pronounced it? That's how I was reading it in my head. Aldari. Okay. Aldari. Um, cause... As you have probably picked up at this point, we have wonky
0: pronunciations of all of these names. (laughs) No, it's not like we struggle with the English language every single time we sit down to record.
1: Not at all. What are you talking about? (laughs) But anyway, Princess Aldari, she and her snarky but well-meaning bodyguard, Feli, are in this kind of like seedy part of town in a local library because Aldari is looking for some like specific economic books that's when it's like immediately revealed that our heroine is like a little bit of a rebel slash like not your typical heroine which is like we love that uh, but she, like, secretly um, is writing all of these, like, economic papers because she's super into, like, saving her kingdom and, like, giving her opinion on taxes and, like, I don't know anything about economics. So.
0: <laughs> well, so this is this is cool, though, because if you remember uh, last episode, I think Katie's plug for this author was that we she always has these very intelligent, independent heroines. And this is something you don't see a lot, which is... A math minded heroine, Mm -hmm. Um, like, especially with this focus on economy. That was was a neat touch. Yeah. See, I have positive things to say too. (laughs) we'll uh keep a track of
1: like how many positive versus how many negative comments (laughs) but yeah so her uh father the king has kind of like outlawed her from visiting all of these like various libraries um across the capital city though obviously it's not good to have like your crown princess just like hunking around and doing whatever by herself with no guard well she has one bodyguard but not like a retinue but she's really just like doing whatever she wants also, immediately revealed that Aldari and Theli, the bodyguard, are going on like an imminent trip to the ne- neighboring kingdom of mm, Orath.
0: <laughs>
1: orath, or Orath. Oh, I think Orath is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Orith, um, where Aldari uh, basically plans to wed the crown prince, and I don't even think they tell us his name. No,
0: she's just marrying the prince. The prince, yeah, which is uh, save her kingdom.
1: Kind of tells you how important of a
0: role he will play in this story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not the love interest by any means.
1: Nope. But we'll, you know, we'll get to that. So back in the library, um, Aldari is looking for the specific book. They're going about their business. And then all of a sudden, Theli notices these, like, two very intimidating elves that walk in. And they're, like, covered in blood and guts and, like, tufts of fur, which is kind of, like, a weird thing to read. But okay. Um and the two this is in a library by the way <laughs> yeah just like a public library and you just have these two like dudes covered in blood walking in like oh yeah I'm looking for some books <laughs> um and the two guys have like obviously just gone through some shit with a capital s and everything is fine until one of the elves comes up uh this is Captain Hawk of the Moonsword Mercenary Company and right off the bat he's like um are you Princess Aldari?
0: Okay, pause. <laughs> I roll. Seriously, Captain Hawk. Could we be a yeah. little more creative with our with our names here?
1: Yeah, kind of cringy. Because
0: what is um? I think
1: we talked about this book, and I don't know that you've read it. Um, the one by what is her name? It's like T. Kingfisher.
0: Oh yes, I don't know that I've read it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: I'm almost positive, like the main character in that book. His name, I want to say is Hawk, like I swear to God, and I could be totally making that up and like definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like 90% positive his name is Hawk too. Uh,
0: The number of Hawk heroes I've read (laughs) over the years is countless.
1: I wonder, is that like a cause and effect relationship? Like if your name Hawk, you're immediately going to be like the protagonist in the story or is it like you are the protagonist because your name is Hawk?
0: I don't know. Maybe we can get an author interview. Yeah. see what she was thinking or not thinking when she named her characters
1: (laughs) not thinking damn (laughs) um i mean aldari is a cool name (laughs) that's true i feel like it's easy well easy for us to pronounce too like we both had the same pronunciation which is a first Mm -hmm. i think that Um, never never (laughs) happened not at all (laughs) um and so uh they back to our princess and her bodyguard. They're both kind of like immediately have some like red flags because obviously Aldari is not even supposed to be out and about and like some kind of scary looking mercenary man has just immediately made her out as the crown princess. And so she panics and she's like, well, uh, I'm not the princess, but thank you. Um, I'm a librarian. It wasn't convincing,
0: like. Okay, (laughs) so (laughs) insert character description here. I think Aldari is described as this kind of strawberry blonde kind of cute petite looking princess mm-hmm. kind of very fresh-faced maybe mm-hmm. and innocent oh actually that reminds me um i paid attention to at the very beginning of this book because i wanted to like it um <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> so when hawk and this other mercenary walk in a lot of detail is spent describing what they look like and mm. I, I remember talking to you like right at the start of this book, which is, oh, Hawk is described as this young 20 something looking elf, right? Mm. Regardless of how old he actually is, because he's an elf, <laughs> and quote, not much older than Aldari. Mm. And that's usually a cue for the reader like, oh, this is probably the love interest. Yeah. I, but you and I, you and I both kind of zeroed in on the other mercenary who was kind of more gruff and like, Mean-looking, for lack of a better word.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Because they're, like, described as, like, walking in together, and you kind of have, like, you know, the fresh-faced captain that walks in. And the other guy is, like, pissed off to be there, and he's, like, kind of, like, talking in Elvish or whatever to the captain. And he's, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, all in Elvish, so obviously she doesn't understand. But, like, you get the gist (laughs) from just reading it, and it's, like, oh, like, so who's going to be the love interest here?
0: I... I was hoping for Mr. Asshole for a while. I was for like too. several chapters.
1: It kind of leads you on a little bit. Like you're not sure
0: the whole time. Yeah. And, I, you know, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. But True. just plug for the descriptions that are provided right, right at the start. Like Hawk is this golden blonde young, like too young to be a captain. So he's got to mm-hmm. be somewhat awesome or something. <laughs> And then his gruff, angry friend, yeah, who kind of matches Thelly, who's the kind of gruff, snarky bodyguard. Uh huh. So just you know, a keep bit, that a in uh, mind for later.
1: Keep it in your little back pocket. Um. <laughs> and so after she uh, Aldori introduced herself at the librarian, Captain Hawk is like immediately like I doubt that. Like I'm pretty sure you're the crown princess. But um I'll play along. Uh can you point me in the direction on a book on wailing? And Aldari like immediately like, I don't know. <laughs> wailing out of nowhere. <laughs> there are so many points in this book when I'm like, that came out of left field, but like okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so Aldari somehow, like, doesn't magically know where it is because, like, evidently the whole kingdom has, like, a standardized book organization system, uh, like, the Dewey Decimal system that, like, all libraries
0: use. Uh, I was just thinking. I can't remember the name of our library system. Oh, like, Dewey Decimal.
1: Dewey Decimal. Yeah. yeah. Which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. So, again, immediately getting distracted. Your thing that you didn't like about this book was like the time frame was ambiguous and like mishmashed right i mean there are several
0: other things but <laughs> yeah that was a big one
1: because <laughs> that it kind of like immediately threw me off because we have these like arranged marriages which i get like maybe kind of happen in present day a little bit but so you have a, an arranged marriage probably very standardized like roles of women and like gender yet there's libraries in the capital city and they have like a universal like dewey decimal system <laughs> like that was kind of
0: odd yeah <laughs> there were some odd contradictions in the setting which is you know it is fantasy right so you're supposed to suspend belief here and like just roll with it but like for me i like consistency in settings so, yeah like, if you're gonna go with like victorian-esque or steampunk-esque kind of things just carry that through every aspect but don't like have this raging mafia war in the background with I don't know, like monsters and mm-hmm. like like you said, arranged marriages, but then stick with this very civilized something we don't see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but but you know, yeah, because I just googled it, and so the Dewey
1: Decimal Classification System um, was first published in the United States in 1876. That's fairly recently, like if you think about like the spectrum of development of people and things and technology, like
0: <laughs> it's kind of odd. Okay, yeah, so firearms, so I like are mm. briefly mentioned as like one of the invading countries in this world uses uh, fire yeah. but but none of our main characters our elven mercenaries don't use them mm-hmm. right yeah uh, i don't know technology doesn't have to advance like syn- synchronously mm-hmm. um across civilizations but um it just it was weird it was wonky <laughs> that's yeah. all yeah
1: um but yeah so thankfully aldari uh you know her country had this Universal (laughs) library system so her cover isn't completely blown um, except for the fact that you know Theli is her bodyguard and so they have this funny little interaction where um, Aldari is like oh this is my sister like you know not weird that we're both librarians and he says um, your sister carries a very large mace for a librarian and then Aldari responds, uh, to appropriately punish miscreants who dog ear the pages or overly crease the spines. And I feel that in my
0: soul. <laughs> I am not a dog ear kind of person. <laughs> Don't dog ear the pages. But creasing the spines sometimes necessary. Yeah.
1: It it shows a book is like well read and well loved.
0: Yeah, that's how you know the best parts.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we kind of like flash forward after this point. You know, nothing further comes out of it except some like questions as the reader of like, what the fuck was all that? Um, and so all of a sudden, Aldari is preparing to leave to go to her wedding in Orith. and um, she's stepping out to the sort of like caravan her father prepared to protect her because, like Jordan mentioned, there's this like country that's threatening them, and that's kind of the basic or basis of this uh, arranged marriage, is that Aldari. Is going to marry this man in order for that country, Oryth, to provide like resources and soldiers and like fighting equipment so that they can kind of repel this like bigger. I don't even know if it's named, but like this bigger country that's like threatening to invade them and take away all their country.
0: Yeah, I think the invading country is like this super empire-esque thing that's just trying to swallow all the little countries neighboring it. Oh,
1: yeah. Keep growing. I have not written. The Taldar Empire. I just had to go down like literally one line in my notes. (laughs)
0: I don't even remember that name. (laughs)
1: That's fair. And so, yeah, we have the Taldar Empire threatening to invade. And so, like, of course, her father wanted to make sure that she was protected on this journey to Orith, And so he has this little uh, caravan put together. But he's, like, a little bit concerned that even though he has soldiers going with Aldari, that, like, they still might get attacked. And so he has hired a group of mercenaries. Oh, um Don't you say
0: which one would it possibly be?
1: Weird. What a mercenary company. Obviously the one that Captain Hawk and his grumpy friend belongs to. Convenient. But tell me
0: again, what's the name of this brilliant mercenary company?
1: Uh the Moonsword Mercenary Company.
0: Moonsword. I'm trembling <laughs> in fear. She really wrote a whole book and did not
1: give more than like 35 seconds thought to these names. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, fair, because, I mean, sometimes names are, like, the least important part, but, like, maybe, like, a full minute Moon sword. of thought.
0: <laughs> Moonsword, led by Hawk. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Aldari is, like, obviously immediately caught in a lie, because she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a librarian, but um, I'm also, you know, the crown princess, and I'm about to get in this caravan, and you were literally hired by my father to protect me. Um, But that's not important. You know, Hawk really just kind of shows that he
0: thinks it's funny more than anything. Well, I... I think he kind of knew all along, though, right? Oh, that's fair. I think that was the implication was that, yeah, you're not getting away with the <laughs> <and> shit,
1: but... <laughs> I was literally hired to protect you. <laughs> uh, though we get this kind of, like, weird interaction, you know, after he catches her in the lie. And um, her brother is, like, hiding under the caravan, and they, like... Aldari and the brother, and I don't really, like, remember exactly how this interaction happens, but they do, like, some kind of, like, math problem together as, like, a, you're supposed to be in studies, and he's like, well, I can do math anyways, and um, he gives her a crazy math problem, and she, like, immediately solves it in her head, and all of a sudden, like, the author kind of describes him getting this, like, glint in his eye of, like, ho-ho, interesting, but then it's never further, like, explained why he would be interested in her, like, mad math skills. Uh, but important for you, dear listeners, that, uh, her math skills are important.
0: <laughs> Very important. I won't tell you how long it took me to realize the title of this book and its relevance to math. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Did you just <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: well, okay. it took me
1: a month and a half.
0: <laughs> that was a live reveal. Um, for our, holy our shit. Readers. Like tangent. Like. Oh,
1: well, <clears throat> I thought it was just a tangent because, like, no, they're going on a tangent. <laughs> this might favorite part. Well, uh, the tangent. <laughs> Interesting. That makes sense. Okay. So they kind of set off and everything's fine and dandy for the first part of the morning. So, like, the day that they stand, um, start out. Until they stumble upon a small village that's, like, just past the capital city um, that's littered with dead bodies and the bodies of these, like, wonky creatures that are called Vorgs. Um, I could not, for the life of me, like, figure out what these looked like. Because she said they're, like, two-legged.
0: But it was like a werewolf comparison. Like, if a werewolf was, you know... A grizzly bear.
1: Mm, okay. Cause I, I I think I just like skipped past the part where they like had necks. So I was like imagining these little like 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 a chest chunk thing on top of like really long legs and like the face was in the yeah. Uh like a gumby kind of looking guy. And I'm like, that's <laughs> this <laughs> like is really fucking gumby. weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. Scary gumby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I guess they're more werewolf-esque um that makes a lot more sense thank you for that
0: also can we talk about vorgs as a name really i yeah because that feels like sci-fi
1: because i yeah i doubt you know people in the what 1700s to 1800s i think is like vaguely when we thought this might be like taking place as like a comparison where the fuck would they come up with wargs? <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's like a bunch of dead villagers. There's a bunch of dead uh, vorgs or whatever. And uh, these things are super strong and they have long claws and teeth and kind of sound like mildly horrifying. Um, obviously are scary Gumby, um, but uh, everything's like kind of weird. And they're like panicking about this until, you know, Captain Hawk waits like a long, awkwardly, way longer than it need to be, you know, amount of time to admit that, like, his company had stumbled across them. And, like, he saw the Vorgs attacking the city and they stopped to handle it um, while they were coming into the palace in the capital city or whatever. And it just, like, has this very, um, almost, like, malicious, like, undertone. Like, you don't believe him. You're like, like, what actually happened with this, like, small invasion? Like, you're giving me
0: some, like, scoop, super sketchy vibes. Um, Well, Hawk and his buddy, like everything starts out super sketchy with these two. Yeah. Right. Nothing seems upfront with them. Mm -hmm. And that's immediately like through all of their interactions.
1: You're like, this is kind of wonky. Like there's something weird going on. And so um, the next day, the journey immediately proves to be like totally cursed. Um, Jokingly, but also low key, probably like totally cursed. Um, Because their group is immediately set upon by terrifying huge bearded mountain men uh, from the Taldar Empire who basically like decimate all of the soldiers that came from Aldari's company. Or Aldari's kingdom. And so the only people left are people from the mercenary company. But these like Taldar Empire mountain men are, you know, immediately defeated by these like strong, fast elves. Um, But all of the like humans didn't make it through the
0: interaction. This is a super
1: violent scene.
0: Like, it really is. This book, the book itself is pretty violent uh, for being kind of advertised as this, I don't know, like soft intro to. Elf fantasy adventure <laughs> like fun, it's easy more read like no <laughs> death and monsters every couple chapters. Yeah.
1: But during this fight, uh the carriage that Aldari and Theli- um again the bodyguard our riding in is like totally fucked up like i think it gets like yeeted over a cliff and like rolls a couple times and like you know theli and aldari are like bounced around and bruised but it's kind of fun though because during this fight we get like our first look at aldari as a heroine because like surprisingly despite you know this like nerdy delicate like exterior that she has um she helps slays uh one of the attackers like Thelly is stuck in the carriage and like she can't get like her mace out or something. And Thelly like tries stabbing this like mountain dude. And I feel like for someone who is a princess and like is evidently like an economics professor doctorate or something, like she actually tries like Fighting someone and I kind of appreciated that that instead of getting this like immediately, you know, the male character comes in to save her. She's like,
0: I'm gonna try to stand up for myself. Kind of appreciated that. (laughs) What I mean, yes. Good. She's a badass princess and a smart one. But what I found was kind of unrealistic was she's never really afraid
1: mm. of anything. Yeah. I think that's a good I mean, point.
0: Because, like, this would be terrifying.
1: Yeah. Like, you were, like, yeeted off a cliff. Like, you're surrounded by, you know, these mountain men. They're killing all of the people that you presumably know because they're, you know, guards in the local force at the capital. And, you know, there's a bunch of elves that you don't really know, and everybody's fighting, and, like, you got, like, yeeted off the cliff and whatever.
0: Like, Yeah, seatbelts <laughs> weren't a thing in no. carriages. Like, they <laughs> should be probably unconscious if they even survived this carriage accident. Yeah,
1: so that's true, because she doesn't – she just immediately is like, well, I'm going to try to stab this guy. And, like, if she really was, like, this nerdy economics princess-professor mix hybrid, like, you would think there would at least be a little bit of, like, holy – Fuck. And then like right at the last second, she's like, oh shit, I'm gonna die if I don't do something. But um, but again, so right before they are about to die, um, Captain Hawk comes in and saves them. And it's kind of interesting because like immediately Aldari is like, oh my God, thank you. And like she probably has this like cute little sparkle in her eye when she's saying it, like, oh my god, thank you. But it's like barf you don't really know this man like i know he's probably like good looking because like obviously like elf legolas like we went over this
0: already still you don't know this man no and there's no i don't know lingering emotion over the fact that all of her guards were just murdered yeah like yeah like, just, oh, no, thank you for saving my life. And, okay, let's let's continue on our journey. Let's disregard the fact that, I don't know, 20, 30 men were just killed. <laughs> Not a big like, deal. It'll be fine. They'll get over it. It's okay. She's a smart heroine. <laughs> yeah.
1: And um especially because immediately Captain Hawk is like, uh, so super sorry about this, but, um... I'm going to have to kidnap you and take you to the Elf Kingdom real quick. Yeah, this is a story of kidnapping.
0: Um, To, I don't know, revisit what's happened so far. Started in the library. She's supposed to marry a prince. She starts out to marry the prince. Uh, mercenaries go with her. They're attacked by monsters. And oh, wait, no. Now we have kidnapping, too. <laughs> this
1: girl's been Completely through. Completely separate from the
0: original storyline.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, she's been through the ringer already. And it's been... 45 pages maybe <laughs> at this point. And so it's kind of interesting because, like, again, I think you brought up a good point that she wasn't scared. Because even in this, like, she sounds kind of, an, like, angry about it. She's like, you know, I need to go to Orith to marry this guy so that I can, like, save my kingdom. But, like, she's not, like, scared or upset about the fact that she was just kidnapped by a mercenary company of very strong elves that want her for some purpose that they have not specified yet and she's being taken and she wasn't
0: very <laughs> to like a she wasn't very feisty about yeah. it either like oh you're kidnapping me no you're not kidnapping like if you're gonna battle monsters and survive a, like this enormous carriage accident but you're just like okay you're kidnapping me <laughs> okay yeah
1: she didn't put up a fight at all like i was expecting her to like fuck no man and then get like bonked in the head and pass out and wake up or something but there was none of that she's just like excuse me And then it went to the next chapter. And so later though, Aldari, um, I feel like she's kind of like pragmatic. She's like attempting to butter up Captain Hawk with some like polite conversation because like reasonably, like he's an attractive guy and you also want to ensure that he's not going to like murder you. And so maybe it's like, a good idea to get on the good side of your kidnapper, but also like some questionable, like Stockholm syndrome-y stuff going on right now. Uh, but he, you know, cause he's actually a good guy at heart. Uh, he reveals that he feels bad about kidnapping her, but his kingdom, they all feel bad. <laughs> yeah. They all feel real bad, but it's like, why don't you just not kidnap them? You know, controversial opinion there. Um, but he admits that he needs her help with a problem that his like elf empire has been struggling with for centuries not explained any further than that at this point but um he promises that he's going to bring her back to orith um for her wedding as soon as she like helps them and like everything will be fine we're just taking a tangent ha 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 <laughs> Katie my soul is cringing <laughs> Oopsie. But so at this point, Aldari is kind of confused, though, because she's like, I have no idea what I could possibly help you with. Like, the only thing I'm really good at is like math and problem solving and like economics. And I don't have any like any kind of magic powers. I'm not strong. You know, what in the fuck could I help you with? Um, And Captain Hawk keeps his mouth shut tight about it and he does not mention anything. But he's like, you know, once we get safely to the elf kingdom, like, I'll tell you everything. It'll be good. Just like hold up a little bit. Uh, Except the next day things are going well until the goddamn Vorgs show back up and uh, fuck everybody up. Scary Gumby is back. Again, (laughs) yeah, Scary Gumby Part 2. And so while the elves are busy fighting these like freaky two-legged dog Bigfoot, werewolf, Gumby things. Um, Aldari and Theli, though, are like, alright, they're distracted. We're going to, like, dip out and flee real quick and escape our kidnappers. Which props to them because that would be scary with all that going on and you're like, I'm gonna run away and possibly be eaten by one of these Vorgs um, if I make it out. <laughs> and uh, all's going pretty well until that exact situation happens and a Vorg pops out and it smacks them both from their horse. And they're both getting like mildly pummeled and they're about to get like more than mildly pummeled as in like they're gonna get unalived um, until Captain Hawk saves the day and sweeps in. Oh
0: <laughs> no, you don't say. Whoa, wild. The kidnapper is actually a good guy. Oh no.
1: <laughs> Um, he's battered and bloody, but he somehow, you know, is able to vanquish this Vorg and he's like, nice try, but you guys are still coming with us to the cursed elf kingdom. Um, and so the next day, yet another, uh, psychotic thing happens as we will soon discover in like five or 10 minutes. Um,
0: so. Oh. Uh interjection here for a second. We haven't really touched on, like, the whole elf kingdom thing mm. and the role of elves in this world. Um, and it's kind of established pretty clear, like, early on that elves are not a common people. Like, you rarely see them wandering around. So the fact that these two elves show up in the beginning is kind of weird, mm-hmm. which Aldari focuses on. Like, you guys aren't supposed to stray from your kingdom. Like, relationships between the human kingdoms and the elf kingdoms are strained because there's this weird like uh, how do they describe it like battle thing that the elves were like the elves were fighting this weird war on their own and they sought help from the human kingdoms the human kingdoms were like nah man that's an elf thing we're not helping you oh yeah so because the elves there's like a rift yeah
1: the elves uh had a bunch of like magic powers and they're like humans are beneath us and then all of a sudden this like bad whatever thing happened that will be revealed later
0: um and they're like humans can you help us and they're like (laughs) no uh yeah yeah. so that's that's the background like already tenuous relationship between elves and humans um and then elves who like hawk and his buddy who venture into the human realms are kind of seen as outcasts Mm -hmm. from their kingdom So that's the little sidebar elf history thing. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Jordan. You're so welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So um, the next day, so our little group, uh, they come upon this large river that separates Aldari's lands from the elf lands um, that is like perpetually covered in a deep mist. Um, Ooh, spooky. And um, also, like, a fun side note. So, during this, like, little bit, Aldari is sitting double on a horse with Captain Hawk. She's, like, angry that she got kidnapped. But also, she makes, like, a whole lot of internal, like, monologue thoughts about how he's hot. And I, you know, uh, Stockholm Syndrome moment here. Because, like, if I was kidnapped... And I got yeeted off a cliff in my carriage and I got all fucked up. And then there's these vorgs and then mountain men and like my whole retinue of guards got murdered and I got kidnapped by elves and I'm being dragged to this kingdom, you know, and my own country is potentially going to be invaded because I didn't marry this guy. Like, I would maybe not be thinking about how hot my (laughs) mouth like kidnapper is. (laughs)
0: Okay. So here, let's. This is one of the big issues I had with this book is it's hard for me to buy that she's this intellectual princess type, like very pragmatic, very like left brain. I do math. I study economics. I'm like, I write about these things and that's all I care about is doing this thing and making the right choices for my family. And yet she's so easily distracted with like this hot elf, Yeah, right? Like it's just this weird... I don't know. I don't buy it. Mm -hmm. I don't buy her character. Yeah. Because I appreciate
1: um, like slow burn. um, Like I don't love the whole like kidnapper trope, but like I get it's a trope for a reason. Um, But I feel like there needs to be more of an internal um, uh, like conflict for the character or the heroine or whatever that she needs to really be like Fucked up over this like dichotomy of that she needs to take care of her responsibilities and her kingdom. But like, you know, her kidnapper is also like a little bit hot, maybe. But it needs to be very like complex thoughts and like strife inside and maybe even like, you know, lashing out at the kidnapper because you're like so pissed off that they're like making these complicated feelings instead of just like immediately
0: being like, huh, okay. He's yeah, kind of hot. Just, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> yeah, it was like an oversimplification of the whole process. Mm, like, yeah, which
1: is funny too because this book is like four hundred something pages, so she had time. You don't have to
0: remind me. I, I felt every <laughs> single page.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fair,
1: but it's weird because there's parts of this that felt drawn out, like unnecessarily. But like that. Most important part wasn't
0: one of them. (laughs) No. You and I, I think, both really enjoyed the whole slow burn romance aspect Mm -hmm. of these kinds of books. And this is just right in your face from the beginning. Yeah,
1: So slow burn, I think, is required when you have a romance that starts from questionable beginnings. Um, Like you have to do more as an author to prove to the reader that this is like something that could actually happen and you're not like forcing it. Um, I read like some kind of like analysis or like someone's, you know, book review about that, like the crazier circumstances you have at the beginning. So like a kidnapping or like, you know, uh, the heroine falls in love with an assassin who like killed her dad or something, the more like crazy of circumstances, like the harder the author has to like work to like show them like knowing the real, you know, them up the other person and like having like interactions where they like find out they have shared ideals, but you have to like put in that work and this kind of got like glossed over.
0: It's because I think what it does is, oh, if your kidnapper is an elf and pretty and saves you uh, when he's supposed to save you, um then it's okay mm-hmm. right like as long as that's the, i think maybe that's the trope is like oh as long as the person is super handsome and you're attracted to them it's okay if they do bad things Yeah,
1: which is dangerous because we all know those like crazy narcissists that are like super attractive but they're psychopaths
0: <laughs> yeah like ted bundy and <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> literally so we have a ted bundy elf on our hands but not really but maybe yeah, not, not quite that bad.
0: <laughs> we're exaggerating a little bit. But I mean, but still. Um. So anyway, back
1: to our as we talked our about, story. they reached this kind of scary-looking river, and on the other side is the cursed elf kingdom. Um. And right before they're about to cross it in this like rickety, um, like steamboat
0: kind of thing um a steamboat (laughs) arrives in our plot come on talk about conflicting technology here
1: i was expecting some outrage (laughs) yeah yeah um
0: but right before they're about to get on
1: the boat or the steamboat um captain hawk is like hey so i get and i appreciate the fact that you're like trying to escape like You know, I get it, I would do the same. Uh, Just FYI, you should maybe not attempt that right now because there are sea serpents in this river and they crave human flesh. Nice, awesome.
0: Um, And so with- Scary Gumby and sea serpents (laughs) and steamboats and and Captain Hawk, it's (sighs) (laughs) fine. We got like a wild
1: combination of like Mm -hmm. characteristics, things going on right now, (laughs) but it's fine. Um, so with that, a uh, cheery thought. The group gets on the steam-powered engine ferry thing, um, and they set off across the river. And so, after a little bit, Hawk, um, you know, asks Aldari to speak privately, and Thelly kind of grumbles about this because, reasonably, you know, she is the bodyguard for the princess, and uh, I guess this time period, you know, princesses couldn't talk or you know have relationships with anyone. But they are also steamboats. Uh, unclear.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. But for, we haven't really talked about Thelly a lot. That's true. She had more character to me than Princess Eldari did. Like she was more consistent in her role. I could see that. And she was funnier. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just relate to that type of character more. Um, but yeah. Cause I feel like we, she's she's like, talk a little bit about like
1: what, how Thelly is as a character. Cause I feel like we haven't really talked about her at all.
0: Okay, Theli, kind of a mama bear type of relationship with Aldari, but they're not very, they're not super different in age. Like mm-hmm. it kind of comes across that they've grown up together in the castle. Thea or Theli, his I i <laughs> forgot her name was Theli. I thought it was Thea. Um, <laughs> it's just a nickname. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it's fine. But so she's always got this very protective, but sassy. Like, so she's always going to look out for Princess Aldari, but she's not going to let her off the hook for making stupid decisions mm-hmm. or st- like going off the deep end with Captain Hawk, yeah. right? Theli's always kind of in the background as like the conscience to be like, hey, you're the princess, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here to protect you. Uh, we need to do what's best for you and what's best for the kingdom, which I thought you also <laughs> wanted to do, except now you're distracted. Yep. But anyway, Theli as a character is just, She's got some great one liners. Mm -hmm. She's got this great, like, um, kind of snarkiness back and forth with Hawks number two, who we also don't talk about, but actually has a pretty significant role in the story. What's his name? Uh, Do you remember? uh, I do
1: not. I think it's somewhere else, like down farther in my notes, but um, it comes up soon, I think
0: yeah okay well we'll wait to talk about him but (laughs) the number two dude has a huge role from the beginning like and Aldari's always very like suspicious of Mm -hmm. him because he's like the opposite of hawk and he's a dick the same way that yeah he's kind of an (laughs) asshole but it's like the same way Thelly is the opposite of aldari Mm, mm -hmm. uh
1: they're like foils of each other isn't that what that word is yes yeah because like i imagine Theli is like one of those friends that's only like nine or 10 months older than you but then like pulls the like doting older brother card and you're like you have to listen to me because I'm older than you and it's like yeah by like nine fucking months like we're the same age
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I love that bit yeah, yeah that's
0: <laughs> that's Thelly and Aldari to a T yeah
1: and so um Theli obviously is not super excited about Aldari like getting the sparkles in her eye when Hawk comes over and he's like hey can I talk to you alone and, like, Thelly's like, no, you fucking can't. And Aldari's like, sure, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Thelly finally, like, grumbles, and she's like, yeah, sure, fucking whatever, but I'm going to be right here watching. Um, and though, we immediately get a little bit of, like, background world building as to why this whole kingdom is cursed, and uh, we are also introduced, Jordan, I see you getting mad, uh, zombies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm restraining myself right now so i'm gonna be real hold it back
1: i so if you look at the reviews on goodreads for this book it talks about zombies and i guess when i was like looking at this book before i started reading it i just like skipped past the whole zombies thing and like even when i was reading it i got to probably like 80 90 and i was like oh these things are kind of like zombies and i was like oh like the Goodreads reviews are talking about zombies. Like, yeah, but, um, <laughs> I will say
0: kudos to the character to, or to, to the author. She did her whole zombie thing very well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good spin on zombies. Like if you're going to do it in this setting, that's the right way to do it. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. We haven't gotten around to how she how she does the zombies, but yeah, I'll let yeah. you handle that.
1: Um so Captain Hawk basically explains that um so there's these two twins who are like super smart, they're full of magic, they like, you know, are amazing elves, and this is, you know, a couple of centuries ago, unspecified time period. Um, but there is this evil elf sorcerer who's one of the twins, and he kind of like goes off the deep end because he wants to marry the king's daughter. And she's like no you're like kind of gross I'm not into that I'm gonna marry someone else And he you know has like a conniption And curses the whole kingdom And this curse is basically that Anyone that has magic power Like internal to them when they're born If they try to use it they turn um, Into a freaky Scary like uh, Zombie elf Esque kind of thing Called the twisted And so um It, like, happens at first, and then all of these Twisted go after anybody that tries to use magic. And so it's kind of like one of those uh, self-sustaining ecosystems of zombies. And they, like, feed on anyone that tries to use magic. But magic is also the only way that you can, like, really get rid of this zombie infestation. So you see how the elf kingdom is now cursed and is, like, on the brink of destruction, basically. Um, But they're described as, like, these freaky, like, blue elves with like white like stringy hair and yellow eyes i think and like they're just like fucked up orcs so they turn into orcs is what you're telling me
0: so elf zombies are orcs (laughs) i mean in this book yes but like the whole the whole orc like premise i think i'm not super well read into that is that orcs were elves at one point Mm. and then got twisted um by some magic thing into orcs so they were weren't always as bad as they were i think there's a couple different takes on the whole orc lore and how they come about you know it's a tolkien thing Mm. Um, but yeah it's the same kind of idea interesting i didn't even know that well the more you know
1: um. So anyway, the elf kingdom is getting like fucked up by these zombie elves. Basically, they're on like the brink of destruction. They have like only one or two um small outposts left where like the king lives. And they're like dwindling in numbers because these like twisted or like basically hell bent on destroying all elves because the evil sorcerer was a dickhead. Um, and so the evil sorcerer eventually like dies of old age um without undoing the curse. But thankfully, he had a twin brother who was like this interesting inventor guy. Um, who didn't really care about what was happening to the elf kingdom until all of a sudden he's like, oh shit, there's a zombie invasion. And then he decided to like want to help. But, um, the evil sorcerer in his like last moments made this like volcano explode and it completely destroyed the workshop that the inventor had where he was like working on a solution. Um, But it's a match. There's a volcano. A volcano. (laughs) Really, Katie? I'm not making this up. It happened. It's in the book. (laughs) But yeah, so we have zombies, Mm -hmm. volcano, uh, steam engine powered ferry boats,
0: evil sorcerer, scary gumbies, sea serpents. (laughs) We're not even done yet. (laughs) This is part one. You put it in those terms and it does sound
1: like this book is like off its rocker, but (laughs) it's actually done like... Okay.
0: <laughs> let me let let me ask you a question, Katie. Uh-oh. How long did it take you to read this book? Uh so the first part took like a while. Uh mm, How long is a while?
1: Like a couple days. And I'm one of those people uh-huh. that immediately screams through books in like 4 to 8 hours. Um so that's saying something. But I will say towards the end it picked up and I finished it like the last chunk. Um, but it was it was an adventure. hmm Weeks. It <laughs> took me weeks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's kind mm-hmm. of sad. I will hold this book against <laughs> you till the end of time. <laughs> That's fair. So I love Lindsay Berker's other series. So her one, The Emperor's Edge, is like a steampunk magic like combination. And I'd never really like read steampunk before I read that series. Um, and it's super good. Like the world building, the characters are all like, they have individual character arcs, which is something that never really happens except in, you know, like really exceptional books when you have a cast of like a couple characters, but that series was super good. And then, um, the other series I think is called like encrypted or something like that. Again, you have this like scientist female heroine who's like, Also, she's like 40, I think, in the book. So she's like older and she's never been married. And she's like, fuck men. Like, I'm not really interested in that. I had my heart broken. But then she meets like this like older, like, uh, I think he's like an admiral or something. And they hate each other at first. But then they like are like, oh, I appreciate the fact that you're like smart and like can take care of yourself. Like, I dig the vibes. So both of those series were really good. Um, I guess her like pure fantasy ones are maybe not as strong. (laughs)
0: I'm not for as much hate as I'm giving this book. I'm not writing the author off yet. <laughs> that she's <fair. laughs> she's she's got too many options out there for me to be like not one and done. I'll just I'll, I'll try again. Anyway, yeah, we're we're off our path. So a little tangent. We have uh, diverged. <laughs> a little tangent. Just a little elf tangent. Just a. L- I'm.
1: <laughs> I know you guys can't see us, but I just death stared at (laughs) jordan
0: (laughs) i think there's two Uh, holes in my forehead right now
1: tangent god damn it
0: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway magic
1: workshop stuck in a volcano but um they have this like team of elf archaeologists basically that have like dug out a gate that like opens up into the workshop and it's kind of their last hope and that's where aldari fits in because this gate um this guy being like kind of a dick inventor, um, he made it a puzzle that no one can seem to fucking figure out. And so Aldari is like their last chance. They're like, you're really good at puzzles. You're really good at like economic stuff. Like, hopefully you can fucking help us because otherwise our whole kingdom is doomed. So this is where Aldari kind of gets her like um, emotional connection. Like, oh, he's a kidnapper and he kidnapped me. But like, you know, it's for a good reason. And so she's torn because like she has been like this kind of coddled princess her whole life and her father doesn't appreciate like all that she's been doing on like economics papers. And so she's like, this is my chance to be an adventurer and like help this like low key, like kind of hot elf and his like whole, you know, uh, country. Like I could actually do something helpful. And then he said that after he would help me get to Aurith so I could like marry this like random prince dude. like. Maybe this could all work out in the end. Um, But before Aldari can, like, really make any kind of, like, concrete decisions about how she feels about this whole thing, uh, (laughs) who is that that appears through the swirly, scary mists? Um,
0: Pirates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The fucking pirates. Pirates. Because they haven't experienced enough on this journey. Yep. Yeah,
1: we're going to add pirates into the mix. Uh, yeah. And so these pirates uh, specifically have been, you know, they're pirates that have heard through the grapevine that Princess Aldari was kidnapped by some elves. And lo and behold, there's this steamboat going to the elf kingdom that may or may not have those said elves and said stolen princess on board. And so Theli, bless her soul, um, she sees this as an opportunity. She's like, okay, the pirates are just going to want to get like a ransom money. So like if we get with them, we'll for sure get back to either Aurith or like our home kingdom. And we'll be away from all of these crazy fucking elves. And so she straight up is like, she's right here. And then uh, chaos ensues.
0: Hold on. I'm reading <laughs> I'm reading your notes here and you just say, so that host just straight up calls out to the mist, she's here. <laughs> I really. That's what happened. Like I mean but I, this is <laughs> such a disservice to Thelly's character. Like the fair. one opportunity she has to take action and like Yeah. I I won't spoil it, but that's fair because Theli has kept her like
1: eye on the ball the whole time. She's like, we need to escape these motherfucking elves and get back to our hometown or get back to Orith so we can like, I have one job and you're making this mildly difficult. Our, Aldari, because like you don't really like want to be saved or rescued or, you know, mm-hmm. escape.
0: You- you know that's the impression I got the whole time of Aldari's like, "Oh, you want to escape, but do you really? Yeah, I
1: feel like that could be, and we'll probably you know talk about it more in the q and a episode, but that could be something that could have been done better is getting more of Aldari's like thoughts about how she's like, you know conflicted, but she wants to help them because she wants her own adventure. Um that's like the impression you get as the reader, but she doesn't ever say it no. So that could be a little tidbit, but we'll talk about that later. Spoilers uh, for you. But anyway, um, Thelly's little declaration out into the mist um, immediately starts a full naval battle uh, between the ferry, which is getting absolutely demolished with cannons. Um, and everything's like kind of going like not great, but then it gets worse uh, because one of the pirates plays this like little flute thing. And then all of the elves go like real still. And they're like, motherfucking pirates. God damn it because the sea serpent pops up <laughs> and uh, the sea serpents are you know arriving on the scene they're ready to mingle and uh by mingle I mean you know fuck up this poor ferry boat uh, which immediately gets like yeeted in half and uh, Theli and Aldari unfortunately are still on board um, and are attempting to signal to the pirates to like throw a rope over so they can like jump over to the pirate ship but everything's like really chaotic And uh, the serpent is like double fucking things up and making this super difficult. And it smashes its head into the little like uh, engine room that Aldari and Theli are like hiding in basically. And um, they're about to get eaten until Captain, I was about to say Captain Hook, um,
0: Captain Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be fitting given the setting. Uh,
1: Yes, uh, Captain Hawk appears and he saves them and then is promptly eaten. Uh, like, well, kind of eaten. Um, Aldari is uh mildly distraught by this because she's like, "Wait, he's hot." Um, and so she uses this for real. That's exactly <laughs> what she thinks. <laughs> I think that's like verbatim. Um, mm-hmm. So she uses a shovel to smack the shit out of the serpent. Um, but that doesn't really do much because it's a shovel and that's a sea serpent. Um, but you know, hey, she's trying. Um, and uh, somehow, uh. Theli, oh yeah, Theli just like is like, okay, nope, there's a sea serpent. She, the sea serpent got Captain Hawk. Like we're gonna dip out now. And so she's like, fuck this shit. And then the pirates have thrown over a rope and she's like, we are getting the motherfucking out of here. And Aldari, you know, and they successfully kind of like clamber up the side of this pirate boat. And Theli's like, nice. Like we have accomplished something that we set out to do. And Aldari is like, I have some, like, mixed feelings on, you know, just leaving them. They're all getting, like, eaten, and, you know, Captain Hawk was potentially monched on by a sea serpent. And the pirates are like, okay, nice women. And uh, Thelly is like, oh, no. (laughs)
0: Like, these pirates are maybe not the nice kind. Okay. Interjection here. This is a really nice... um, Censored summary of this scene, yeah, because it gets really rapey, yeah,
1: like, immediately.
0: They get on this pirate boat, and the pirates, like, nah, like, we don't care what shape you're in when we return you and get our ransom money, we're gonna take advantage of the fact that you're women, yeah, evil laugh. Um, like, and it's pretty, it's pretty graphic, yeah. Um, like the way it's described. Like nothing actually happens to them. Mm-hmm. But we got to the scene and I'm like, this up until this point, this book has played like a made-for-tv PG thirteen mm-hmm. fantasy. Like mm-hmm. absolutely. Movie. Yeah. Um, and then you have these super gory, super violent moments, and then these super rapey moments. Um, like, oh, this is this is not for young audiences. Yeah. Like, This is definitely
1: where the rating kind of comes in because there's no, like, spice really in this book. Uh, But a higher adult maturity level is required. And uh, a lot of it comes from this little tidbit (laughs) and the violence. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, before anything really horrible and illegal can happen, um, Captain Hawk pops up uh really angry (laughs) he is very upset and his whole tummy is like ripped open um by some you know probably very infectious serpent teeth um and he's about ready to fuck up these motherfucking pirates and uh fuck them up he does and uh oh lieutenant Setvik is the grumpy guy, uh, the grumpy friend. And so like he kind of climbs on board too and they totally demolish all the pirates. And Thelly's like, okay, like, you know, I'm kind of upset that our escape attempt was thwarted again, but at least, you know, we were not uh, assaulted uh, slash raped by pirates. So I'm not totally upset. Um, But Aldari is absolutely just, super excited to see captain hawk and she gives him weird. a big old hug with like a neck
0: kiss like yeah <laughs> weird <laughs> fucking weird i super just i weird. got like gross creepy vibes yeah. on this one yeah
1: because like uh, so taking out the whole kidnapping aspect for a moment even if this was like You know, they were going somewhere together, like both voluntarily going and she like did this, like give him a hug and kissed him on the neck. Like that would be weird because like at no point in this have we really gotten any like very forward uh, moments from Captain Hawk. Like he's been kind of like mildly professional the whole time, like maybe like a little flirty, but nothing to the extent that you just like pop him one, you know, (laughs)
0: Like, it was very, almost, like, childish. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And
1: she's, like, 21, 22?
0: Yeah. But, again, a, like, published economic writer. Yeah. Right? Like, you see these weird conflicts in her character. Like. Yeah. uh, Maybe she's just, maybe her thing is, like, she's super naive, like, Mm. socially naive, Mm -hmm. but incredibly intelligent. Like, that is a whole character trope by itself. Mm Mm-hmm but that needs yeah, to be this was talked about though
1: not just implied yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and so uh you know that's kind of a weird reaction to have to someone who hasn't been like very forward in their flirtations with you let alone with your kidnapper but um hot elf got it okay Um, And so she kind of has this whole like internal dilemma thing about like, you know, uh, I need to go save my people. I need to go marry the crown prince of Orith, but also like hot elf dude. So like, (laughs) what do I do? And there's also like this whole adventure puzzles aspect. Um, And that's where we will stop for part one um again a reminder this was chapter one to chapter 13 so we finished chapter 13 um yeah so we have encountered uh what so sea serpents there's
0: there's a list let's (laughs) let's list them all a recap so let's (laughs) mountain men scary mountain men yes
1: uh um Uh, what did we call them uh scary gumbies. Scary Gumbies. Yes, I think we might need to call this episode "Scary Gumby." <laughs> Scary Gumby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, Scary
0: Gumby. That's the
1: episode yeah. title. Scary Done. <laughs> Gumby,
0: uh, also known as Vorgs. Yes. Uh, we also got pirates, and sea serpents, a uh,
1: steam engine boat, ferry boat.
0: The Dewey Decimal System. Oh, Don't the Dewey Decimal
1: System coming in at the oh. end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Uh, we have some like elf archaeology going on (laughs) oh that's true
1: (laughs) i love that that's just like a tangent like probably until like the oh a tangent oh jesus christ (laughs) i fucking walked into that one again (laughs) oh my god but yeah the whole like archaeology like archaeological dig just kind of hangs out in the background until like the very last like seven or eight chapters of this but like they have a whole archaeological dig going on in the background at pompeii because don't forget there's a volcano (laughs) there's a volcano too um yeah are there any other oh and captain hawk there's a nope there's one more oh what's the last one zombies oh and zombies to just wrap up that list (laughs) and zombies (laughs) uh yeah do you want to uh call us out or whatever, what is it? I've, what is it called when you like, oh, sign us off?
0: Is yeah, that I can a right term? Us off. Yeah. Okay. Well, from our shelf to yours,
1: we'll see you on the next page. Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on
0: Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Music. Thanks for listening.